Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Hope you had a great weekend. It's Carmen and Yurko. Good kid will be back tomorrow. Matty Rufus will step to the podium here coming off of the bye. We'll see what he has to say as the Bears get ready for a Week 14 matchup against the Lions. Remember the Bears in the first uh, matchup a couple weeks ago were taken like at one point out to 10, 10 and a half points? Three and a half uh, point underdog. Now, here's Matty Rufus stepping to the podium on your home Trees for the Bears. To report uh, today. We'll get that on Wednesday. Uh, but certainly like where our football team is uh, relative to their health uh, right now. Uh, so the bye week focus uh, for us really is to, uh, to work on improvement of the individual, um, you know, first and foremost, because that's where the fundamentals of the game are. And if we, we believe that we improve the individual, we're going to improve each each unit. But uh, certainly we look at positions as well, uh, where we're strong, where we need to improve. And then obviously the units, you know, we look at uh, from everything to, you know, run offense, run defense, pass offense, pass defense, all the way through situations. Uh, dissect those things and and certainly want to uh, need to improve on several items and uh, we want to be strong where we're strong and obviously improve the things that we need to to improve on going forward uh, in these next five games and obviously this this first game coming up against Detroit um, you know my old coach used to say you get what you emphasize and uh, we'll emphasize those things like I said in meetings and drills and in practice and we'll implement those things in practice as well um, good to be back home uh, versus Detroit um, coming off a divisional victory, I was certainly excited about that in front of our home fans. It's been a while since we've been back there and uh, looking forward to, uh, to this Sunday. Um, certainly like where our team is mentally and physically, like I said, right now coming off the bye week and uh, feel good about where the football team is. Uh, with that, I'll open up to questions. As you continue to look to you know, the, the long term of what you want out of this, what does these, these last five games of the regular season kind of represent for opportunity and building this thing forward as you'd like? Yeah, it's really about finishing, right? You know, you talk about finishing, you know, and, and it starts with the first game. you got to really finish, and, you know, I was proud of the way the guys finished last game, and, again, that's, that's in the past, I and mean, now we got to look forward. And uh, to me, that's what it's about. You know, the NFL is about finishing – you know, in the two-minute, four-minute process of the end of the half, end of the games, and uh, we certainly are looking uh, to improve on that. That's always been an emphasis, obviously, finishing, but actually doing it, what do you think that type of impact will have moving forward in terms of confidence and belief? Yeah, I think it's it's really good. You know, when you when you get that done, it's uh, you can feel the guy's energy out there, the, the optimism, uh, the enthusiasm, uh, the belief in themselves and their belief in each other. And that was the main message that I had, uh, you know, after the – the first game against Detroit was that look, you know, believing in yourself is number one and look to the right, look to the left and believe in the guys next to you. And uh, then we had to do the tangible things in practice to work on those. And uh, again, it's all on the proof about doing and uh, certainly to do it uh, the last time is, is obviously a big positive. When you talk about, uh, about where your team sits, as you look around the NFC North, it seems like these other teams have been making progress too. Uh, how to evaluate where you are in relation to not only the Lions, but Vikings, who you just saw in the Packers, who had a pretty big win last night. Yeah, it seems like everybody's improving, right? And uh, that that's, you know, it's, uh, you know, obviously the challenge for everybody in the division, you know, to play uh, well each week. And we always, you know, the NFL set up that way. They play divisional games at the end, and they set up that way on purpose. And uh, we're going to have to play good football uh, at the end. 
Matt, aside from it's it's the next game and you guys want to win, do you think there'll be a little bit more emphasis from your players to beat Detroit this time, seeing as you guys did outplay them for about three quarters or so? Do they get a good angry from that? Yeah, you can feel uh, motivation there and optimism and uh, certainly the focus uh, with our guys today. You can feel that and uh, the energy. You can feel that for sure out at the walkthrough. Uh, the guys are wired in and, and want to perform well this week. Matt, do you feel the weight of what's at stake over the rest of the season here for key people in the organization like you, Luke Getze, Justin, in a season where it hasn't gone like you wanted to, that you guys have a lot to prove to get to stay? Yeah, you know, the season didn't start off the way everybody wanted for sure, but uh, over the last eight weeks we've put some good things out there and uh, we're certainly excited about doing that this week. Um, you know, our focus is, as any time in the NFL, is where your feet are. You know, we got to be focused on this game and this game only uh, to put your best performance out there, and that's what we're doing this week. Is that pressure new to you at all, having been an assistant for Song and having been a very successful assistant? I don't know if there's been a lot of, you know, end-of-season stretches like this where you feel like you have a lot on the line individually. No, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, certainly you feel that. Uh, during the course of my 32 years, you feel it um, over the time. And you just got to uh, put your best foot forward, you know, just keep working and grinding and and uh, keep executing, get the guys to focus and wire in, uh, you know, being positive, but also being real uh, with the players uh, so they can improve. And in the same way with your staff, you know, where we need to improve at and what we need to get better at. So um, that's no different this year than any other year. Man, when, you, when, you looked at the, when you looked at the penalties overall, obviously there's some calls that you guys are not going to agree with and, and things like that. But overall, the, the number's a lot higher than I'm sure you, you want. Did you see anything during the bye week? Uh, is there, are there any common threads or any things that you can kind of work on with the guys to try to bring that number down? Yeah, you know, you want to eliminate those. And uh, certainly there's there's many of them that you disagree with, of course, like that. that's always the case. Um, but, uh, you know, the penalties that were, you know, accepted against us, you know, obviously the things you want to control are the things that are, are pre-snap you know, the false starts. And we've done a better job of that the last couple of weeks, and we've got to continue to do a better job of that. We've been emphasizing that for the last several weeks, and uh, we got to continue to do a better job there. Um, so anytime you can eliminate those, you know, a lot of times the, the, the DPIs and the you know, incidental contact down the field, sometimes there's a questionable, and, and you have to take those and just move to the next set of downs and execute again. So, um, but, yeah, those are the ones we want to talk about. Speaking of DPIs, you know, watching over the weekend, there were a lot of plays where it wasn't called. There were plays where it should have been called. What is so hard about defending passing, especially on the deep throws? It's the it's the timing, you know. Uh, so you're you know a deep pass. Obviously, it takes longer to get there, right? So it's the timing of the DB. He's got to have poise at the catch point, and uh, you know so that takes some discernment at the end, you know. So when the ball, you got to be able to judge the ball where the player is running to and where that reception area is, and be able to time your jump, um, your punch to bust that triangle uh, that he's trying to create with the ball. And it's got to be, it's all about timing. And it's a lot of that's instincts, you know, and you can work on it as a coach. Um, but uh, some of the real good ones have it. They have the instincts that when to be able to time their jump and uh, when the ball meets the reception area. Matt, the last time against the Lions, your defense was like two different teams almost. I mean, uh, you, you turn over, I mean, you take aways, and then at the end it didn't work out. Uh, anything that you, you can do that will uh, make it different or, or get the, you know, the, the good side, uh, emphasize the good side? Is there anything, how, how do you plan on, you know, just being better uh, uh, this time? Because uh, it was such a stark difference. Uh, yeah, all you're going to do is look at the tape. 
right? You look at the tape and then you look on the things that you did well and the looks that you gave and play off of those looks. I think that's a very important thing to do. And then the things you can improve on, you know, obviously the, the two minute, you know, was, it was, was something we needed to improve on um, defensively. And then the four minute on offense. And, you know, we did that last week. Uh, we did a four minute, two minute operation. Um, it was better. And that was improvement. And that's what you can, uh, all you can do is focus on your last performance. And, uh, and uh, certainly got things to improve on the last time we played these guys. That Sweat and Edmonds are, will be, you know, two two games back further, you know, more into, uh, you know, the, uh, playing uh, than they were. Uh, how much of an improvement do you think that, how much of an uh, area of improvement do you think that will be? Yeah, it, it'll be good, right? Tez is, you know, getting more and more comfortable, getting more and more pressures. You know, our pressure rate's been up. You know, since he's been in there and the last three games, it's been going up. So we would continue to improve that. But it's not just the pressure, it's the coverage. You know, the coverage has to hold up, give those guys another tick to get home uh, to pressure the quarterback. So we like where that is right now. You know, and uh, and Maine's going to continue to improve as he gets back, just like Tez. Do you anticipate having, do you, do you anticipate having Tyreek available this week? Uh, it, it looks that way. Like, it, like once we get him out there in pads and get him moving around and changing direction, but uh, certainly like where he is for sure. And with Smith, he, he played pretty well in his absence. Yeah. Is there a world where both of them can contribute in the same game, you know, whether it's a rotation or something different? Yeah, we'll certainly look at that. You know, Smitty did play well, and we want to get our young guys, you know, more and more playing time. And if they're effective and can produce, uh, we, we certainly will play them. You guys know that. Matt, since, since, since you guys have got Montez, your blitz rate's down, your pressure rate's up, like you said, how has adding him maybe allowed you to call the defense how you envisioned initially when you guys put the roster together? Yeah, it allows you to play more coverage, you know, and then when you do pressure, uh, it certainly adds that effect to it. Um, so we certainly like where that is, uh, being able to have different coverages, different variations, I'll be able to mix those variations up, and I think that makes it harder for the quarterback. Fair. There's Manny Rafus. I think the most significant thing there is towards the end about Tyreek Stevenson, right, guys? Where he kind of hinted that they're not going to give designations. They don't have to until Wednesday. But that, that he seemed kind of hopeful. Was he still speaking? Oh, I thought he was done. Because Sorry about that. Brian Poles has been always stood up for you. Yeah, what you can focus on is leadership, right? And the first rule of leadership is leading yourself, right? So uh, come to work every day. Um, you know, put the plans together, offense, defense, special teams, lead the football team, um, help the leadership council, lead the football team as well. Because, um, you know, true leadership comes from within. And uh, I, I think it's really what you focus on. And that's put your best foot forward every single day. Thank you. All right. All right. We, needed, God, we needed that one. Um, with the Tyreek Stevenson stuff, where it seemed a little bit more optimistic than maybe the last time he had to give a very, albeit vague, update about Stevenson is that they might get him back for this game. We'll see, though. We'll know more on Wednesday when we come out of bye. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll return to your phone calls. Are you fired up about Florida State? Do you feel like the Seminoles got completely screwed? Do you think they still got the four best teams into the playoff, even though it's a little unfortunate? Quarterback-wise, what did you like over the weekend? Did you watch Bo Nix and Michael Penix? Have you watched them all year, and do you have an opinion? Or has Justin Fields done enough to prove to you, and I guess more importantly, you think he's done enough to prove to Ryan Poles and the Bears that he is the guy going forward. We're talking about all of it, 312-332-3776. Plus, we got a great stat that we uncovered about uh, the lid lifter for week 14 in a few days. We got a Cleveland Browns fan outside. I don't know if I'd be popping that right now, the way the Browns, you know. I mean, Joe Flacco, like, shockingly, um, I know that game got out of whack late, but Joe Flacco was, like, shockingly decent in that game yesterday, wasn't he? It wasn't terrible. 
Chris was like, eh, he was pretty terrible. <laughs> that game got away from them late. Uh, but we had a Cleveland fan. He was running by. He was popping his, his Cleveland Browns hoodie. Bears will be in Cleveland in a couple of weeks. Uh, but, yeah, we got a great stat about Thursday night football. Boy, Al Michaels is really going to be pissed off about this one, guys. Mitch Trubisky versus Bailey Zappi to kick off your Thursday night. Oof. It's Carmen in New York. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Back is Montgomery to the right of golf. Takes, gives the Montgomery. Plunges into the middle of the end zone. Standing up. And a triumphant spike of the football. Surrounded by his Honolulu Blue teammates and the Lions. Have a one-point lead with 29 seconds to go. An 11-play, 73-yard drive covered in two minutes and four seconds. Jeff Joniak here in your home for the Bears. A couple of weeks ago in Detroit when the Bears blew that big lead, they were, uh, I was saying before Matt Eberflus came to the podium, he was, uh, the Bears were like out to 10.5, remember? Game closed around 7, 7.5. This time they are 3.5-point underdogs. Pretty dramatic change. Bears won a game. Lions lost the game but bounced back yesterday. I think people are noticing with this Lions defense right now that the stop unit hasn't been great, and that's maybe why we're looking at a much tighter point spread. The Bears still as a home divisional dog, though, getting just a touch over a field goal total in the game is 42-and-a-half. Lions allowing nearly 35 points per game over their, final, uh, over their last five games. They've managed to win four of those fives, and again, yesterday the 21 nothing cushion helped but they're giving up about 35 points per game over their last five. Real quick before we get back out to the phones, Thursday night football, uh, we say all the time, like, yeah, it's still football. People watch. Nobody's going to watch this. Uh, Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. Patriots at Steelers to kick off week 14. Again, Bezos is like, how am I getting screwed again here? The total as we sit here today is 30 and a half. So, of course, we had to start doing some research, right, guys? This will be just the 20, and we expect it to probably stay in that range, right? If it stays below 33, all right, this will be just the 25th game this century. What are we talking about, like 6,000 games that have been played (laughs) since 2000? It'll be the 25th game since 2000. With a total of 32 or fewer points. The last time a game closed this low, 30 and a half, was December 18th, 2005. Does that sound familiar to everybody? December 18th, 2005? It should. Rex Grossman and Kyle Orton were playing. It was Bears hosting the Falcons on Sunday night. The Bears won 16-3 to as three-point favorites. They covered the under hit. Why was it 30-and-a-half? Bleck and Abdallah might remember. I think they were there. Were you guys at that game? It was neg- the heat. The, the it was cold. It was a cold game. Whatever it's called. The wind chill. The wind chill was like minus 32 it, well, it or something like that. It wasn't that cold. I mean, eh. we're not in Antarctica. It was minus, minus 20. 30. It was minus 3. Minus 20? Minus 20. It Stop. You minus know how 20. rare we get to minus 20. It felt minus 20. It was minus 3. Tell you what, Do you I remember that game? Didn't have my mobile yeah. warming by field shoe jacket no, that night. You know what? Then. What they did at the stadium was they they had heaters inside in the tunnels, 
So at halftime, everyone went inside and ducked under in the tunnels to, to heat up for 15 minutes before going back out to the seats. That makes sense. We had a friend with us that uh, brutal. we all were there. There's four of us there. And like, what, halfway through the first quarter, he just got up and was like, nope. And that's it. I'm out. I don't blame the guy. Now, let's say, and I don't think it'll happen, but let's say, you guys, this gets below 30. Okay? Let's say it gets below 30. The last time... An NFL game closed with a total below 30. You got to go back to December 26th, 1993. It's been 30 years. There were three games that day, which would lead you to believe there was some weather in the country, right? One of them right here at the lakefront. Again, Lions at Bears. Wind chill that day, minus eight. Game closed at 28. The other two were an Eagles-Saints game in Philly. That was kind of balmy. The windshield was only 12. What are, we, what are we complaining about? That game closed below 30, and then the Colts visited the Patriots, and the windshield in Foxborough that day was 8 degrees. And it was a different game back then anyway, but weather certainly contributed a little. So you had three games on one day, and that's the last time going all the way back to 1990 that a game in the NFL closed below 30 there were three on december 26th of 1993 for what it's worth every one of those games did go over and i don't know what the weather forecast necessarily looks like but it's not going to be negative five in pittsburgh on thursday and we're looking at a total of 30 and a half uh let's see where should we go here how about some phone calls on bama uh l and fsu because that seems to be that's got everybody going let's take uh, sean on the pennsylvania turnpike on espn 1000 hello sean how we doing? Good. How are you? Great. Hey, first question is, head-to-head, the ACC's got a winning record against the SEC this year. And what happens if Florida State beats Georgia in the bowl game? If Florida State Ooh. decides to show up? Because I'm not sure if I would if I was Florida State. I'd uh, like to claim my national title and say I'm undefeated. Claim my national title. I love it. Well, uh, there are two touchdown underdogs. I know that against Georgia. It'll be interesting to see You're, who does and doesn't play. You have to play, play the game, though, apparently. Yeah. But that we're saying the games don't matter moving forward, I guess. If the games didn't matter... Um, I guess it, uh, there's a lot to be said, but it, Florida State, Cardale Jones makes the argument irrelevant, and Florida State's going to be playing with their backup quarterback. I'm a West Virginia fan with no dog in the fight, but mm. it's silly to me that someone can be such a Bama and SEC homer that they even want to try to argue this. Oh, there you go. You got some guys trying to argue it. Sean, thank you. I have no skin in the game. I'm not a Bama fan. I'm not an ACC fan. I'm not an SEC fan. It's the four best I think teams. Bama, I think Bama's a better team Simple than FSU. That. Yeah, it's the I four think, best teams. I think Bama might be a better team right now than FSU with Jordan Travis. Call hmm. me crazy. Maybe not. But without their starting quarterback, I sure They had a better strength of schedule, too, I, it's, than it's, Florida State. Just saying. Well, look at the, the component. They had a better strength of schedule. Listen, I don't want to start taking stuff away either. I mean, I, you know, like, like to start to nitpick the schedule of Florida State. But, you know, Florida... How impressive is that win when Florida's as down as it's been? Boston College isn't a very good You're team. You're going to find Wake comparisons Stinks. in both schedules. Uh, like, Miami's not particularly good. Like, they mean, both play two directional schools, like both teams. Like they played uh, Boston College, but I mean, what are you going to do? It's an ACC schedule. I know, I get you know? it. I get it. You guys, you guys are turning this into when like BYU goes undefeated and then makes the no, argument not. that they should be in. I'm not I mean, come on. It's a Power argument. 5 conference team that went undefeated. Power five with uh, Miami and this, Boston College. And, okay, Clemson's college there. The football playoff committee Clemson's is there. not governed Clemson. by the NCAA. Championships don't matter. 
It's the four best teams. Who was it? I get, Danny was saying Portnoy went on the rant. He goes, Florida State shouldn't even show. But then Black and I were like, yeah, they get like a $5 million check for going. I, I think, think it was $3 million. Or $3 million. Three whatever million, it is. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're probably going to go. Well, like, I would take also, my $3 million check. A lot of those guys are on both teams, Georgia and Florida State, aren't going to play because well, they're going to the draft. I, I would think not. Uh, let's go to, how about Dean downtown? What up, Dean? Hey, Apollon Cassidy. <laughs> What's up? That last caller does have a dog in the fight. He's full of it. He hates the SEC. And I can answer Chris Blick's question right now. How can you go undefeated and still not get in the playoff? Simple. There are five power conferences and only four spots, Chris Blick. One of them inevitably, inevitably will be left out. I don't care if Jordan Travis was even playing and Florida State won that game. The Pac-12 and the ACC are trash. I'd rather have Bama or Georgia. Hell, I'd rather have LSU over Washington or Florida State. So Alabama, I got my futures bet in early. And uh, I wanted to say two other quick things. The Eagles will be fine, guys. They got the better QB and they're better up front. They just were a little banged up and tired yesterday. And lastly, I just want to remind you guys, everyone is always welcome at my place. However, I had Shamrock Shea Norling in a couple weeks ago, and he was a mess, fellas. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but when he goes to the bathroom, he takes off his shirt and pants when he uses the facility. All right, Dean. All right. I mean, enough is enough. What are we? What, does he got a camera in there? Dean says he's pulling pulling a Costanza. He's going in. He's taking his shirt off. There were five undefeated conference champions this year. No, I think he's giving you a... Well, like, that's where he's wrong. Let's start, with the, wrong. let's start with the most important, Liberty. Florida State. Nope. Washington. Yeah. Well, but Liberty's not a power five. He Liberty. said power five. That's my five. point. You're not They're listening. Abdallah is like keyboard warrior over here going after the Twitch chat. Because yeah. God forbid someone <laughs> disagrees great. with his no, Alabama bias. It's great because we can he argue is, all about he's this. He's just over the here Liberty's slamming the keyboard. Because guess what? January 1st, Alabama's playing. Florida State's not. This guy is well, yeah. insufferable, Chris. Yeah, well, the, be, but that's, see, that, be that's the thing with a debate. Yeah, you would like to have a healthy conversation. But when you have someone who just... The problem is there's no... No one's going to win in this. No one... I'm never going to convince you that the four best teams should be in (laughs) and Florida State... Just wait. You're going to interrupt me with your little drops and your little keyboard over there tomorrow or tonight. That the four best teams in the country are in and that Florida State without their quarterback is not one of the four best teams. They're Iowa. Congratulations. Iowa. I mean, how about They have no quarterbacks on the roster. Not that are as good as their starter. Iowa their has Heisman zero candidate. quarterbacks on the Like, Iowa doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, that Iowa team, I tell you, isn't that a joke? You talk about a joke. They got the 10 wins. I mean, what in the holy hell? I did. I, and I think I told, I know I was texting Jesse about it. Like, one of the, 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 the pro betting guys that I am an acquaintance with that I'll sometimes, like, pick his brain. And they were aware of that stat that Furman gave, and they're like, yeah, we kind of wanted to play the trend, but we can't get there on Iowa. He goes, we're afraid they're not going to score. He goes, I think it might be 45 nothing." He goes, I don't think they're going to score. Didn't we talk about how <laughs> That's like, the I, half point, half time? half point. Yeah, and I said under. And you can't score a single point. Like, what in the holy hell? Let's go to John in Lake of the Hills. What's going on, John? How you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? All a little discouraged about the politics going down there with Nick Saban and everything. Mm. Now, if your guy's talking about the four best teams, he forgot about Ohio State that only lost to Michigan, the number one team in the nation. You know, you got to give consideration to them. They're better than all. I don't think they're one of the four best, John, because I don't think the quarterback's particularly good. But that's just me. All right, they're still a strong team. 
overall team. Okay. I know the quarterback's leaving because he's horrible. He threw a couple interceptions, but they're playing good enough to win. Okay. You got you got three great receivers on that team. It's just, it's just, you know the setup was coming in when Auburn's defense left the game in the la- with the last play to go and where Alabama could score I, the game. I know. It's just crazy. It's crazy. It all comes down to that, John, when you think about it. John, thanks, man. It all comes down to that. Fourth and 31. None of it would have mattered. It's insane. Uh, John in Berkeley's been waiting patiently. Go ahead, John. How you doing, gentlemen? Um, I, I'm a very, very uh, faithful Bear fan. Let's say a special prayer to Mongol number 76, Stephen Michael. I wouldn't wish my worst enemy to have what he has. He was the anchorman of the Bears. Uh, he, for Pete's sake, he was so blooming strong that he would lift up a Volkswagen. And I, 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 I just really feel for the man. And he's having a really, really tough time. Uh, let's, you know, competition is great, but let's get down to the basics. Life is so much more important. Amen. Um, and, and amen. And I, I work with a, a, a Grace Bible Church out there in Elmhurst, and we think of the more simpler things. And we we take advantage of that. Oh, we're going to see each other in the morning. But, you know, be thankful that you wake up every morning. The man is going through a heck of a time. That being said, I, uh, along with being a Bears fan, I'm a Ryan Poles fan. But the thing is, is that it's a catch-22 that he has to go through because if he deals now two years in a row being number one and not taking a quarterback, he's going to look uh, yeah. dumbfounded if he doesn't. Go ahead. I'm it's going to be hard, Johnny, for him to pass again after you know last year, especially when CJ it, continues it, to win games. Exactly. And, and the thing is, is that if you stick with Justin, if he gets injured, Boy, you know, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes because he's going to be hard-pressed to get a job anywhere else in the NFL after two years of turning down the number one. Now, if you, now if you, if, if you, it's a catch-22, and it's like he has to get a, a quarterback to me because if Justin gets hurt, you know what I mean? And, and, you, and if you get Caleb or May, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hang up on you guys and tell me what you think. And let's say a very special prayer for Steve, okay? Yeah, you're right about Mongo. We love him. We think about him all the time. Uh, Johnny, thank you. Uh, I, I like the way Bo Nix played uh, these last six, seven weeks a whole heck of a lot. I've liked Drake May probably more than all of them for most of the year. But I don't know. I've, I'm glad I don't have to do the picking. We can be wrong. We're, we're, we're you know, slapdicking around on the radio. Like, we can be wrong. <laughs> Ryan Poles can't be wrong. Uh, that That's what it comes down to. I sure hope he gets it right, too. And it does feel like they're going to have that number one pick again. Although New England's going to push Carolina here. New England's not winning another game, guys. 6 nothing at home. Come on. So, I don't know how he's going to pass again back-to-back years with such a high pick. 312-332 ESPN. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. He really is something. Tyree Kill after a buck fifty-seven yesterday, now has fourteen hundred and eighty-one yards. It's it's crazy. 
got 12 touchdowns. So he is now on pace for 2,098, gentlemen. 2,098. Yes, there is the extra game. And someday there's going to be another extra game. And it's only going to aid these guys. And the stats are going to look different. But uh, the league has never seen a 2,000-yard wide receiver. Um, Yeah, extra game makes a difference. But still, he is now on pace to fall just short of 2,100 receiving yards. We'll see where this goes. And maybe he'll get a nomination in a little bit when we talk about Players of the Weekend. He's been absolutely sensational. I don't know how teams still continue to let him get behind him. And maybe it's easier said than done, but, man, Belichick seems to be one of the few guys that, you know, he has made the Miami Dolphins beat him in other ways, not just with Tyreek in the last few matchups. They found ways. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't think two has lost the game to Belichick, but he's done maybe the best job of keeping a lid on Tyreek Hill. Teams need to take a look at what they're doing. Uh, They become the first team, by the way, the Patriots, you guys, in 85 years. 85! To lose three straight games in the NFL while allowing 10 or fewer points in every one of them. They haven't allowed more than 20 points in any of their last four. They still lost them all. They're averaging 9.4 points per game during their five-game losing streak. 9.4 points per game. Embarrassing. But their defense is still pretty good. Uh, here's an update on the Twitter poll. Who would you rather have on your sideline? You can vote uh, on my Twitter, at Carmen DeFalco. Uh, who would you rather have on your sideline, Big Dom or Connor Stallions? It's closer than I thought. Big Dom, 56%. Connor Stallions, 44%. If you want to, if you're in the Philly area and you want to support your Dom, uh, go to Hoagie Doms. Hoagie Doms. Hoagie Doms is uh, an Italian-American making Italian-American sandwiches in Philadelphia. They got to have a uh, special today, right? Hoagie Doms. Call him up. Let's see. I swear I feel like we should call him and just be like, what's the Dom special for today? What's his last name? You know who knows Philly Siddle now? He's on the line. What's his last name? Dom what? I couldn't tell you, Carmen. (laughs) Is he some sort of popular guy or is he just popular now? Do the Philly fans know about Big Dom or are they just getting to know him now? He's been the head of security since Reed was there. He's been there a okay, long time. So he's been there a long time. Yeah. Right. Okay. There was there was speculation back in the day. I think a lot of people first saw him. They thought he was one of Reed's sons. Uh, <laughs> I can kind of see like that. Andy. I can kind of see that a little bit. Yeah, he kind of looks like Andy. But I mean that whole that whole situation. <clears throat> first of all, hands on Greenlaw. He did exactly what a guy in his line of work does. He stepped between two players who were jawing with each other after one guy decided to be a moron and body slam a player in front of his own team's sideline. He just stepped in between. He didn't do anything egregious. But he put his if hands the letter on of the law is, If the letter of the law is coach or a person on the sideline is not supposed to even put a pinky on a guy, great. He broke the law. They threw him out. He'll get fined. They'll deal with it. But he did not escalate the situation that is totally on Greenlaw. if Greenlaw doesn't act like a moron on that play if he just tackles him throws him out of the bounds the whistle's blown it's just whatever it doesn't happen so we can't forget the action because we're concerned about oh my god what's the security guard doing over there type of thing reaction so it is what it is as far as the the butt whooping they got you know what? Best time of the year to get your butt whooped yes, is, in the is. Crease, is in the season, not in the playoffs. That's exactly right. So if they're gonna if they're gonna get their butts whipped, yesterday was a great time to do it. They got time to correct the issues and go fix the problems. And then as far as the the whole college discussion thing going on about whether or not Florida State deserved to be in there because of their quarterback being a third string guy, 
Well, let me ask you this much. Did the Eagles deserve to win the 2017 Super Bowl with their backup quarterback, Nick Foles? Mm. I think they did because they did. They won every game they had to do to get there, and they won the Super Bowl against Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots, one of the three NFC teams to act like, say, two NFC teams to beat him because he got beat twice by the Giants. He got beat once by Philly. So as far as that whole quarterback argument about why Florida State was kept out, that is about as bogus as it comes when it comes to deciding for them not to be in it. Until we have a system, and Sid, thanks, buddy, until we have a system in place in which people or computers aren't voting on which teams make a playoff, we're going to have these debates. And it was tasked to a committee to pick those teams. There's no committee picking teams in the NFL. Uh, and we'll agree to disagree on Big Dom. Uh, no, no, first of all, Nobody really should be trying to escalate any situation by putting hands, whether Drake Greenlaw incited it or not for body slamming a player uh, on that player's sideline. I can rest assured no non-team member should be anywhere near that situation. It is not of Dom, whatever his name, Big Dom's concern What's happening between Dre Greenlaw and any player on that football field? Big Dom needs to worry about getting Nick Sirianni to his car safely at night or a player out in public at a team event. There's no way he needs to be interjecting himself, whether he's a security guard or not, by touching an NFL player during a game. No way, no how. I love this. Big Dom. So it's the Big Dom DeSandro. He's he's got the horn on too. Yeah, he's got he's the, got the, he's the, got the horse, man. He's got the malocchio. He's, he's got, got the he's got the, the chili the pepper. The, he's got the chili oh, pepper. Well, I have oh one of those. God. What's so funny? Yeah, no, what's your problem just, with that, Amdala? Like, there's nothing. It's just he's it's just so stereotypical. It's so great. <laughs> he's got the Italian flag on his hat. <laughs> and the shirt. They, did that? you see it on the the sleeve? What it's are they got, doing? They celebrating at uh, some sort of. A, Italian American Heritage Month in Philadelphia. Yeah, you got a problem with but, uh, it? No, you got a problem with it? I like that. But, okay, you know. maybe they are. <laughs> Big Dom. Big Dom putting his hands on an NFL player. Come on, this is great. It, it, it's not him. his concern in that moment. That's he's, what officials are for, and being, players he's are protecting. for. He's oh, protecting. He's serving and protecting. What is he? A Secret Service agent? Go be a Secret Service he's agent. A security guard. You want to be a, a? Go be a Secret Service agent. He's guarding. Go do that job. Guarding. He's got nothing to guard. It's an NFL game. Could probably if, play guard. If, what was the... Yeah, he looks like he could. You know, somebody runs on the field. An idiot fan runs on the field and is going after one of the Eagles players or anybody else, and Big Dom steps in. Awesome. Way to go, Big oh, Dom. Dom's not running anywhere. Way to go, Big Dom. Putting your hand, putting your hands on it, Andre Greenlaw? No. <laughs> we'll talk about our players of the weekend coming up next. We'll cross talk with, with Waddle and Meller at two. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. 
Fake it to him. It's Samuel on the end around. Has a block. Samuel sprinting towards the end zone and he's in. Touchdown, San Francisco. Purdy pressure. Throws over the middle. Caught by Samuel. Breaks a tackle. Still on his feet. And speed now. Samuel racing to the end zone and he dives and he's in. Uh-oh, Debo Samuel. One man to beat. He's going to beat him. Touchdown, 49ers. Uh, they're firing on all cylinders right now, boys. The Niners, uh, since the bye, pretty awesome. Four straight wins. Uh, Brock Purdy had four touchdown passes yesterday. That's now 11 touchdowns to one interception in their last four. And the stat uh, we gave out a little earlier, I actually heard Peter Schrager say it this morning on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. When Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey are all on the field together, the San Francisco 49ers are 16. Teen and O. Woof. Time for our Players of the Weekend brought to you by Total Roofing and Construction. I'm going with Debo Samuel, boys. I think Abdallah's going to pick the uh, Boo guy that got Alabama into the... <laughs> Boo Cunningham? Boo, whatever. Boo Corian. Boo whoever. And not, it's not just him. No. It's, a, it's a committee. It's a committee. It's a committee. To reelect Of people, of like-minded individuals who want to promote the great sport of college football. Right. Yeah. And they did the just and right thing, picking mm-hmm. the four best Amen. schools in the country. Amen. The four best teams in the country. That was their job. That's exactly what they did. Did Florida state gets screwed sure but guess what you'll get in next year because everyone and their mom gets in next year all right so who you going with the committee I know. I'm going with the committee. He's going with Boo Coriander. I'm going Boo with Boo Coriander. I'm going with. Are we uh, sure it's not Boo Radley? Boo committee. <laughs> Boo committee. Uh, Black, who are you going with? For you know, I'm going to give you uh, Kobe White. He had a great oh, game Saturday oh, night. Wow. He had 31 points, nine rebounds, six assists. He was firing away. Like, how, how about this idea? You're a shooting guard. Shoot the ball when it gets to you. And the ball was moving. The Bulls win a game against the Pels two in a row. Yeah, How about this? Two in a row. No Zach. Uh, no trade market for Zach. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah, that was he. He didn't uh, he didn't play the last two games. The offense looked nice, didn't it? Looked a little bit better. Yeah. Did, is that a career high for Kobe? Has he gone over 30 before? I, I don't know. But he, uh, he shot. On Saturday, I, yeah. I know it was a career high in three-point makes. He made eight of 13. There you go. It's pretty good. So. He was on fire. So those are our players of the weekend in one committee brought to you by the great folks over at Total Roofing and Construction. Uh, Mike in Humboldt Park on ESPN 1000. Adam says I should take Mike. What's up, Mike? Hey, Carm. Uh, I got a big Dom story, which admittedly isn't didn't happen to me, but my college roommate, buddy, I played football with him. Uh, he's a Philly guy, and he got in a car accident down in South Philly. He works at the Navy Yard by where the stadium is. Mm-hmm. He got hit in an intersection by a BMW that was driven by an Eagles practice squad player. And they get out and they, you know, he goes to exchange information that the guy's got no insurance. He's got nothing. Oh, and so the Eagles player just hands him a card that my buddy called and the number routes you to Big Dom. Big Dom. So I think we're really underestimating the role that he plays in this whole operation He's, here. Like he, we got to be thinking of him more as like Ray awesome. Donovan than he is. Yeah, I was going to say a, like a sideline guy. He's like George Clooney's character, and uh, what was the, the really good movie that George Michael Clooney Clayton? Did? Yeah, Michael Clayton. He's like uh, Ray Donovan or Michael Clayton. But mixed with, you know, like uh, Bobby Bacala or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's moving as quickly as, like, a Ray Donovan is. But anyway, like, that's that's, awesome, that's a true Mike. story. That's Mike, what you got to deal great. with. That is great, brother. Thank you, Mike. So the the player that I, I don't have insurance, but I've got this card. It just says Big Dom, and there's just a phone number on it. 
There's nothing else on the All card. Right, that's a little amazing. I'll give Big Dom a little credit for that. I thought he was way out of line in what he did yesterday, but I'll give Big Dom a little credit hearing that story that he's passing out even to the practice squad players. You get in any trouble, you hand them Big Dom's number. I'll he's give a fixer. Big Dom a little credit. He's, he's a, a fixer. fixer. He's a that's fixer. Awesome. That's what he is. That's All right, awesome. I'll give him that. All right. He gets he just went up one little one little tick. He's going to get made an example out of, though. I can tell you that. The NFL, I'm telling you, the NFL's got to be on the phone with the Eagles today going, what in the world are you guys thinking? Drake Greenlaw's going to maybe get a suspension. And uh, don't expect to see Big Dom on the sideline next week. Dave's in Whiting. What's up, Dave? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Real quick, uh, I'm just going to go over the top offensive lines in the NFL. Number one, the Lions. Number two. Right, wait a minute, Dave. Are these your rankings or are these like? No, uh, this is PFF. PFFs. Okay. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Ravens, number two. Okay. Number three, the Vikings. Yeah. Number four, the Cowboys. Number five, the Lions. You said uh, Lions number one was one. Eagles. I'm sorry. Yeah, number Eagles, one was that the Eagles. Yeah. 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 Eagles the Browns one, is six. Number seven, the Colts. Eight, Bucks. Nine, Falcons. And ten, the Chiefs. The, the Bears are the 30th. Hmm. The Titans are 31st. Uh, coming up, this is my point. With the upcoming draft, you got to go Marvin Harrison. You got to go Marvin Harrison. Boy, I wasn't expecting you say to say that after uh, what you so, just no, told check us. Check it out, though. How are we supposed to expect Justin Fields? Mind you, he has 47 touchdowns since 2021, and we've ranked last in all of those years in, in offensive line. 47 touchdowns, 11 rushing, and the rest passing. How can we judge him? It's like we're saying, all right, Michael Vick rushed for over 1,000 yards. You know what? This is not working out. We need to draft another quarterback. This is the same thing that Michael Vick did, but now the NFL is flooded with mobile quarterbacks, but they have better coaching than us. They have better uh, trainers than us. We need to invest in the line and coaches. Okay. Have a good day. Uh, thank you very much, Dave. I'm surprised the Bears, uh, is he talking about their pass blocking grade? Like, which grades? So, pass blocking wise, the Bears, according to PFF, are 20th. Still, you know, nearing bottom third, not where you'd like it to be. Uh, their run blocking grade, you know, this might not tease out all. This might not be teasing out just, uh, like, teasing out any players on offense. It's not just O line. This is the team's overall, but we could pretty much assume, I think. For the most part, you know, um, you know what I'm trying to say. Like this isn't this is their pass blocking grade, not just comprised of their five O linemen, but it ranks 20th. My guess is their run grade is strong, and I'm checking right now. The Bears' run grade is sixth best. Uh, yeah, so I don't know where Dave's seeing that they're 30th. Is that maybe their overall offense? I can check that. No, that's 22nd. I don't know. Some areas that could still improve, but. Uh, and there are a couple of areas I would improve on this whole line. The center probably being first and foremost. And you might still want, I don't know, I don't know what they feel about Braxton Jones. It's been okay. If they have a chance to upgrade that with a stud, would they? I think so. And make Braxton Jones a great swing tackle. And then they'll definitely be upgrading the center position. Uh, real quick, Nick and Louisville, you're going to be the last one. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, just had a quick question. Something I was thinking about before the selection came out yesterday. Let's just say hypothetically, the Alabama does convert the fourth and thirty-one, so they have two losses. If they go ahead and still beat Georgia to win the SEC title game with a committee of then 
put Georgia four? That's a good question. Again, then, I don't know. I mean, there's that's that's a fair thing to wonder that there's no way Bama's in. No, and yeah. that's the point. I think yeah. regardless, like the previous caller said, like yeah. it was always going to be the SEC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we're we're we, that, I see what you're saying. We're saying like, man, if Auburn could have just gotten him off the field, but your point is Georgia probably still goes. Yeah, there was probably enough oh, yeah. lobbying and enough whining that an SEC team was going to go, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. I and unfortunately, my Cardinals couldn't uh, help the committee at all on uh, Saturday. That was pathetic. Nick, thanks, buddy. We appreciate the phone call. All right, Yurko's got the final word. We're back with crosstalk in two minutes. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. Had to have the last word on Carmen and Yurko. Yeah, I'm going to go get some wieners and enjoy them for you, kid. All right. 